Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman. Common problem for WWE superstars. Like, they never know how to react to the lights going off. Like, Undertaker made a career out of that. And the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. Why did no one who feuded with The Undertaker over all these years just bring a flashlight down to the room? <laughs> You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Can you imagine that, like, <laughs> shielding his eyes, like, hissing as he runs away or something? <laughs> like, some goth kid. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, That's wait, what, what? Huh? You're starting the show? What is, what is this? Well, I'm invoking my champion's right to start the show, as uh, we've determined starting this week. Because, uh, well, Extreme Rules is coming up, which means I'm defending the belt, which means that it's possible, Joe, that you might become the champion again. Hey, anything goes at Extreme Rules, especially singles matches that have no stipulations whatsoever. That's true. It's the most extreme of all when there's nothing yeah. on the line. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best one. <laughs> it's like the whole fucking commercials where like Miz is just sitting there and they're like, what's two words to, ex to describe Extreme Rules? No point. <laughs> that's, that's what they should say <laughs> all the rules <laughs> all of the rules Ugh. Yeah, that's how I, you do it hey, you know what the worst part is that's probably going to fucking main event I bet you Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley's going to main event that stupid pay-per-view isn't, isn't that what makes it extreme um, like with that the fact that you're, you have all the rules yeah wouldn't that like if you started adding even more rules wouldn't that be yeah. really extreme like, uh, you, you can't pick up an opponent, so you can't do, like, any suplexes. Mm -hmm. You can't... <laughs> oh, man, yeah, that would go. kick out so uh, many moves. No power bombs. Let's go back to the old WCW rules, right? When they, like, you couldn't do anything off the top rope. You couldn't yep. throw your opponent out of the ring. Let's remove the mats. Let's just make it a cement floor. No punching. Um, yeah. That's how we get extreme. Yeah. There you go. That'd be really extreme. Man, Chad Gable would be, like, killing it. Just bring it back to old school, straight-up Greco-Roman wrestling. And no ropes at all. It's literally just the mat, like, raised. <laughs> yeah, but everybody just gets, like, really super oiled up. Actually, everybody just wrestles naked from now on. Yeah. All the way back. Oh, yeah, and there's nowhere women allowed. We're going very classic. Yeah. Hey, that's how America's headed. We might as well do the same. <laughs> Man, well, all political political commentary aside, uh, there is reason for the United States to celebrate, Joe. And what is that? Well, did you know that we have a brand new champion? Say what? In the world of New Japan, there was the G1 special over in San Francisco. All right. And a new United States heavyweight champion was crowned in Juice Robinson, baby. Now, who did... Did Kenny still have the belt? Well, Kenny's so Kenny's got the IWGP heavyweight belt. Uh, yes. Jay White had the US belt. Right. I couldn't remember who had the mm -hmm. belt. Yeah, so he won it off of Jay White. And 
it was fucking spectacular too because like so one of the parts of the build up to this feud was that like so one of juice's signature things is like punching people with his left hand he's got like this whole left hand of god sort of thing yeah and in the build up to this jay white like fucked up his hand like broke his hand with a chair and so he's been working with a cast and in in this match it was illegal for him to use the cast hand uh-huh. to strike Jay White. Now, at one point, pretty late in the match, the ref wasn't looking, and uh, Juice cracked old Jay White right across the fucking face with uh, the old left hand of God there. And that was a big part of what got, helped get him the win. So, it was a little bit controversial, but it was like really good babyface cheating. Because like, Jay White was being a dick the whole fucking time. And try and take advantage of him. And, like, Juice is basically having to try and fight with, like, one hand. Uh-huh. You know? So, him getting this, like, one shot when the ref wasn't looking. It was, like, a good equalizer. And he uh, got him on this good roll-up. And uh, Juice Robinson is the new U.S. champion. I mean, we knew he had to get something. He was on such a roll. Yeah, like, I, and I'm really excited. I think this is really good timing for it. Because if you waited too long, then it would be one of those things where it's, like, you know, it, it might have been waiting too long. Because, yeah, he's yeah. been catching fire, so fucking why not? Yeah, it's one of those things, like, it's always been the, the challenge in wrestling, right? Of, mm-hmm. yes, a guy may get hot, but um, you also don't want to act on him too fast, right? That's always been, like, kind of the balance. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think they acted on him at, like, the right opportune time. You're You're right. They didn't wait too long to do something with him. Right, and I think this is the right belt to give him to. I yes, think this is like the absolutely. right guy for him to beat. Like this was somebody who's very much still a credible threat, but he's still not like a main event guy. He's not the top of the card. Like it's a way for Juice to still get that next step up in his character, but still have a lot of room to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, because like if he beats somebody too high up on the roster, then there's not as much room to grow. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, I, I liked your discussion of the uh the that being the right belt i think the u.s belt has become like their intercontinental for the american guys or uh, i guess i should say international guys yeah it's it's like a nice because so far it's been held by all white guys although actually juice is the first american to hold it yeah uh, because it was kenny was the original right right yep and he's canadian Mm -hmm. and then you got jay white who's from new zealand yeah and now Juice Robinson, first American yeah. to hold the U.S. Uh, title there in New Japan. Because we, we've always said, like, New Japan has a very similar setup to what the WWE used to have, which is the Intercontinental was, like, the next guy that was going to be crowned. Mm-hmm. They still keep that kind of a setup. But they seem to want to, and fair enough so, they, they seem to want to keep the Intercontinental on Japanese guys, which is fine. Like, they are a Japanese promotion. Although right now it's on Jericho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He, but he's one of the first gaijin to hold it that I can remember, at least in recent history. Yeah, I'm trying to I think probably the last one before that would have been, um, actually, I think Omega. Mm-hmm. Unless, I'm trying to remember when Elgin held it. But, yeah. anyway, yeah, like, it's been a little bit. Yeah, and it's, they don't do a lot of gaijin on the Intercontinental, so. Yeah. Whereas this seems like the Gaijin belt. like <laughs> Yeah, Gaijin belt. Because then, like, cause for two different reasons, right? Like, they've lately been getting a lot more Gaijin wrestlers. And also, they've been wanting to expand more directly into the U.S. 
Yes. So this is a direct way for this belt to be used in that capacity. And that points to another timing of putting the, the belt on juice, right? Mm-hmm. That they they are finally making a push into America, and so they're going to put it, put it on an American. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, I've, well, I don't know. I guess it'd be interesting to see as far as, like, how many people in the U.S. know Jay White versus, like, Juice Robinson, for example. I mean, I would guess more people would probably know Juice Robinson just because he's ex-WWE. Mm-hmm. Not even, I don't think even the knowing, just the fact that you can go and saying that, hey, look, our U.S. champion is from America. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. True. It's, I mean, promotions have been doing that for years now with like, like TNA gave Sanjay Dutt the heavyweight championship right before they went to India. So, mm-hmm. yeah, which actually makes me think, I'm trying to remember, aren't they? No, they just went to Japan. I thought they were about to go to Japan, but I was wrong. They just went to Japan. Who? WWE. Sorry. Yes. Switch companies. <laughs> yeah. 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 They did just go to Japan. Yeah. Because I was thinking that be might be like a reason that they're going to give like Shinsuke Nakamura, for example, like the belt or give Asuka the women's belt, which I think are both going to happen. But I guess yeah. it's probably not going to be because they're going to Japan. Anytime well, soon. A- AJ was super over in Japan anyway, so that's true. I mean, and he was breaking out the old mask and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I heard. Saw some pictures. Um, but yeah, actually, so before we get off of Japan, let me go back to New yeah. Japan because we got a few more things that were interesting coming out of this. Um, one one little piece of sad news uh, was that Hiromu Takahashi was hospitalized. Oh, I did see, you know, there was another mm-hmm. clip I saw and it was this. Yeah, after his match with Dragon Lee, which, I mean, th- these two have put on just a fucking crazy series of matches. I would love to see a compilation of these two at some point. Uh, but yeah, like it really, really late in the match, there was this um, kind of like package pile driver type of move mm-hmm. that uh, oh. Dragon Lee was trying to go for, like off the ropes, right? Yeah, I'm trying to remember the exact details of, but like yeah, he, tr- he like threw Hiromu Takashi and he fucking landed on his neck, and it looked Ugh. terrible. And he still went with the match. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he went with it, and the match only went for. I mean, actually, now that I think about it, it probably went for like maybe three or four more minutes. But yeah, like, and shit, like you can you can Looking tell back like now it went for a good amount of time. Yeah, like for what happened, and you can like if you watch him ever since that moment when he hits it, like he's fucked up. Like he, <laughs> I I'm actually completely fucking amazed that he was able to do what he did because he even hit like, if I remember correctly, I think he hit like a fucking Canadian destroyer. Yeah, it was on something Dragon Lee like while he had a fucking broken neck. Yeah, like Jesus Christ, this guy is insane. I mean, it just goes to show you. It just brings up the point even more of no matter how safe these companies want to be with their rules and stuff like that, it's completely up to the wrestler. Like, mm-hmm. and just you know, fucking shit happens. Yeah, but like, I'm sure the ref went up and was like, "Hey, how are you?" And I'm sure Takahashi was like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's. I feel like there's also the kind of like that culture of pride, yeah, among wrestlers, right? Like the you know, being able to fight through the pain and finish the match through your injury, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like you would tell the ref like, "No, I'm fine," and then afterwards you'd be like, "All right, fine, I'm fucked up." <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but he was not the only injury coming out of this show. Did you hear about Jim Ross? I heard. Yeah, Jr. got injured. Now, this this is kind of the kind of story that pisses me off. So, 
uh, if anyone saw the show, the setup of the guardrails was basically those old metal ones that like the WWE used to have, but they weren't connected. So it's literally just like a bunch of individual guardrails like lined up. And apparently JR brought this up to the office. It was like, hey, like, don't have the guys come brawling out near the announce table then because like there's nothing to protect us. Right. And something happened where was it uh who actually got I'm trying to remember what match it was in. What was it? What'd you say? I was trying to remember who got thrown into the announcers. Yeah. Um I think it might have been it might have been that match actually. I think it was Jay White, right? Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. It was it was Jay and Juice. Yes. So Jay White gets gets thrown into the announcers and it looks like they're trying to start a storyline with him and uh oh who's the other announcer with JR? Got the former like UFC fighter and he's also a wrestler too. I can't think I'm blanking on his name. But Oh shit, yeah, that guy. I can't remember yeah. his name either right now. But But JR got his rib broken in the process. Like it's fucking crazy. Holy shit, it was that serious? He got his rib oh, broken. Oh, you didn't hear about that? Yeah, he has a broken rib. He had to pull out of three events this like later this week because he, wow. he can't make it damn wrestling's dangerous yeah even the announcers get broken ribs <laughs> exactly well you know he could just put some little uh jr's barbecue sauce in that ribbon yeah just line. rub rub some sauce on it yeah <laughs> that's i saw someone was like you know could could jr sue over this and someone was like he's not gonna want to <laughs> like yeah he like he'd be a fucking total knob if he did like, that'd be ridiculous. It's JR. He's going to be like, yeah, I got a broken rib. So what? Like, yeah. <laughs> dude, dude had three bouts of, uh, of Bell's palsy. That, that motherfucker's been through some shit. Yeah. His wife died. Like, fuck. Yeah. What more do you want this man to go through? Mm-hmm. He's like, he's a living, he's the living incarnation of Job from the Bible. <laughs> it's just like all the fucking shit happens to this guy. Yeah, I'm sorry. And the motherfucker worked for Vince McMahon for how many years? Like, yeah. or wait, am I Joe Lot? Who's the one who like God just fucking smites him and takes all his shit? I that sounds familiar. So I'll, I want to yeah. say you're right with Joe. Some, some some guy, some guy from a long time ago. Poor Jr. Man, but he still keeps trucking. Yeah, uh, doesn't then, stop. Yeah, and then. Finally, although one thing that did finally stop, at least it seems like for now it will be, was the feud between Kenny and Cody. Yes. It seems like they're finally resolved. Yes, we were, we almost didn't do the podcast because we had a full-on discussion about this before we started recording. <laughs> but yeah, we had a, what was another excellent match here, the first defense of the IWGP title by Kenny Omega mm-hmm. uh, against Cody. And yeah, Cody did a great job being a heel here. And mm-hmm. but we did get to see some redemption at the end because uh, you know afterwards there was the moment where well I guess there was the first twist that we should get into mm-hmm. where uh, so after Kenny won gave a little speech and yes. uh, he did in his speech too there even say that like he feels like everybody has some goodness in them even Cody kind of mm-hmm. you know signaling the turn later um, but then. Celebrating the win, we have the Tongans come out. We've got Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, and King Haku. Yes. And they attack the Golden Elite. Yes. And uh, rip off their Bullet Club shirts to reveal a new group named the Firing Squad. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a, a good timing for this. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want the Bullet Club getting too big. And, and we both admitted it kind of was. It was kind of getting a little a little stale and big right now. Kind of repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but they chose this time to do something new. And do something, I think, interesting. So, um, back in WCW, I mean, the comparisons of the Bullet Club is always the NWO, right? So we had the break-off of the mm-hmm. Wolfpack and the black and white NWO. Um but I think this this will provide a little more, like, kind of warring between the two factions than that did. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, especially, and especially the Tongans, too. I mean, that's going to provide some hard-hitting action. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, like, already you see, like, there's just a huge size advantage between one faction to the other. Yeah. And it is really, like, a huge opportunity here for... Like, I think specifically, Tama Tonga is really the one that they're trying to, I think, make a much bigger star out of this. Well, he's the one that's been there the longest, Mm -hmm. like, has, is, I mean, we've seen him on the mic and stuff a little bit, so Mm -hmm. definitely can hold his own. Yeah, he's definitely, like, you know, come a little way, was on the mic. He's a, you know, pretty athletic guy, like, he he puts on a pretty good match. So, it's, it's cool to see him get this bigger opportunity to step up and become a bigger star. Yeah. And this really is like his opportunity. Cause like, here we go. Here's the ball. Now run with it. Yeah. Cause yeah, I think we didn't get to see Fale in this. Cause we got to see all the rest of the bullet club come out there, even including Cody who came out and it looked like he was going to maybe join them, but then he took the chair that they gave him and tried to attack uh, the firing squad. But eventually they took him out as well. Yeah. So at this point, we've got all of the elite plus uh, Yujiro Takahashi and Chase Owens together as you know the old bullet, or I guess they're still Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. And then now we've got the firing squad. Well, we have we haven't seen a promo or anything yet. Tell us like if they're gonna go under a new name or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Although the other thing that's gonna be interesting too is to see like where Taiji Ishimori ends up too, because he was not there and he came in. Like, if you remember when I told you when he came in, like, Tamatanga was the one that brought him into Bullet Club. So he might feel loyalty to Tama. And we were saying earlier yep. about the numbers game. Like, mm-hmm. the, the Tongans are going to need some extra numbers on their side to make this a little more believable, I guess is the word. Yeah. Well, and then, because, yeah, just, like, from a pure numbers standpoint, like, the uh, the elites still have more people. Yes. But, although I guess working against their numbers, uh, Cody is supposed to be out for a little while because he's going to be doing some sort of like movie or TV role. And rumors Ooh, really? are that it's, like, he's going to be this. on Arrow for a little while, maybe. Because that's also part of the reason, I don't know if you saw this, but he got rid of the blonde hair. Uh, and that okay. was for whatever this acting role is, is they wanted to get rid of the blonde hair. So, I don't know if he's going to go back to the blonde hair when he comes back. I would hope he does because I, I thought the blonde hair looked pretty good. But, yeah. But either way. And the Tongans, at least you have, uh, we, we looked it up, and there there might be some extra family members that could come in and stuff like that. So I, I'm looking forward to this feud. Yeah, I think this will be a lot of fun. And it's, like, really good timing, too, as well as, like, going into the G1. Yes. Then it's like, all right, let's let's see Tama Tonga rack up some wins. Yeah. And let's see some matches between these two factions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, because, yeah, then in the meantime, there's going to be a lot of, like, tag matches, I would assume. So, we can get some combinations of these two factions, the firing squad and 
I wonder if they're going to still call themselves the Bullet Club or if this is just going to be the Elite now. Like, I wonder how that's going to go. Yeah, it might be that, like, enough members have left that we need to change our name or something like that. Because it's like, if you're inside of a group that it's like, all right, here's the Bullet Club. We have Kenny Omega, we have the Young Bucks, we have Adam... Yeah, we have Adam Page, we have uh, Marty's Girl, Kenny o- or Cody Rhodes, and then we have Yurjur Takahashi and um, Chase Owens. And then inside of that, we have the Elite, which is six of those eight people, and then not those two. So that it's like, are you guys just like the losers? Because inside of a group of eight people, six of them are the Elite, and two of them are not. You might as well just call them the Not Elite. <laughs> Yeah. Although I guess even within that group, we've got the Golden Elite, which only includes three of these eight people, but then also Kota Ibushi. So, I don't know. There, I don't, there's so I can't many keep factions. Track. It's crazy. Yeah, they might they might as well just say like, "Hey, we're now just this." Don't like, don't worry about that other stuff. Although I guess it is a good question to ask whether, uh, like Cody, Marty, and page are actually part of the elite in new japan canon or if that's only on being the elite is that they're part of the elite Mm. Hmm. i am not sure you know what that would be the question if i ever get to ask kenny omega it's like all right explain to me who is in all of the different factions of bullet club break this down i have a whiteboard (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna settle this once and for all all right. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It'll be exciting to see. I'm excited to see it, at least. New Japan is just so fucking... It's so much better than WWE, because I feel like every... Sh- or, or almost every single show. Because, granted, like, every single one of the little shows they put together for, like, the best of the Super Juniors or the G1, like, not every single one of those is going to be monumental. But, for the most part, every single fucking show that they have, every match, every pay-per-view, like, there's a fucking point. And it's well thought out, and it's pretty well executed. It's just infinitely better wrestling. Yeah. And it just makes me so happy that like it's expanding into the U.S. now. Slowly but surely. Could have a rival company here, I think. I think we're going to be a little bit away from that. Well, slowly but surely. Slowly. Well, you know what? I think it, it's going to be a race for time. It's going to be like, all right, how fast can New Japan get while Vince McMahon is still actively sinking WWE? Because once Vince dies or like somehow otherwise relinquishes control over to Vin, or to Triple H, I feel like things are going to vastly improve for WWE because then it's like, all right, well, now it's going to be run similarly to NXT, which is pretty damn good. Don't you agree? Yes. But speaking of which, oh my gosh, alright, I have to bring up what I thought was fucking hilarious, and I'm, I'm actually really surprised that they got away with this on Raw. Um, did you catch the insult that Rollins threw at Drew McIntyre, which spawned McIntyre to get fucking pissed and challenge him to the match? Uh, the, the fact that he was telling him that he fucks goats or something like that? Yeah, he was saying that all... Scottish people fuck sheep. Like, 
I'm amazed, like, in the in the level of, like, racism and race sensitivity and shit like that that, like, people get crazy about. Like, how did, like, did nobody get upset about this one? Is it because Scottish people are white? Like, I don't know. I think I, that probably plays a role. And I think hmm. the fact that uh, he didn't come out and outright say it. I mean, he said everything other than basically say the word fuck. Like, he said, it's like, yeah, you, you have sex with sheep. You and your people. So yeah, I, I thought it was just fucking like I'm. I thought it was fine. Like I'm glad that it's like all right, come on, yeah, this is what WWE should be doing. This is a show that should be for like teenagers and adults, not little kids. So we should be able to insult people and say that they fuck sheep. Yeah, but, yeah. we're a kid show, yay! But yeah, I was just really surprised that like they did that, and that was. Uh, pretty early in the show, wasn't it? That wasn't like, you know, at 10 or 11 o'clock where it's like, oh, well, maybe this is supposed to be more the adult time. It was like the second or third segment, I think. Yeah, it was pretty early. So, I loved it. But I, I couldn't believe it. They're just like, wow, Rollins straight up just said, like, Scottish people fuck sheep. And he's a baby face. And he's a baby face. <laughs> yeah, racism. Baby face. Insults, baby face. <laughs> well, I guess as long as you're insulting the right people and it's funny enough, I guess. Yeah, as long as you're not insulting Americans, then it's baby face, right? Yeah, right. Unless they're an obnoxious butthole American, like, uh, you know, we the people, uh, too over the top, evil. Oh, American. right, right, true. That is a good clarification. Mm, but speaking of things that are good, I had a really good idea, Joe. For how to fix Bailey and Sasha, because uh, would it be replace Doctor Shelby? It would be replace Doctor Shelby, and it's also replaced this other Wait, random what? therapist that they put in. Um, I actually have the perfect replacement, Joe, and it's actually due to an unfortunate stroke of uh, bad luck as well. You see, with Fandango injured, Tyler Breeze <laughs> needs something to do, and I think. With him being the master of disguise that he is as part of the fashion police, he should come in and become their therapist. Dress like, do you want him to like dress yeah, like Dr. Shelby? At first, uh, maybe not Dr. Shelby, but like some sort of therapist, like have him come in as okay. a disguise at first, and then they figure it out, and then he's like, guys, wait, fine, just let me help you. Look, like me and Dango are best friends. Like there's a reason that we're good friends. There's a reason that we work well as a tag team. Let me try and help you as like a friendship advisor. If you won't take my fashion advice, maybe at least take my friendship advice. Like, something like that. It could be fucking brilliant. Because, like, Fandango's going to be out for months, apparently. So, let's give Breezy some screen time. He'd be hilarious in this role. I could just see it. It'd be so good. And then Breeze would... I think the direction you'd have to take this, at least for a little bit, would be uh, maybe Breeze forces them to be a tag team for a little bit. And then he's their manager. <laughs> It would give him something to do. Yeah. Oh my god, and you could have some fucking hilarious segments too of them, him being like, alright, well look, if you guys are going to be a team, you got to dress like a team. And then him as part of the fashion police, right? Would have to give them some new like matching outfits and stuff. Oh my gosh. The, the, the possibilities are endless. What do you think, Joe? Uh, Tyler Breeze I is think... the new therapist. Dr. Breeze. I can see him like 
slipping in fat. Like, I think the funniest part would be him slipping in fashion advice as he's talking as a therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fashion advice and therapy at the same time. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yep. Dr. Breeze. It's happening. Or at least I hope it happens. That'd be fucking amazing. Um, but another thing that I thought was kind of funny, what did you think of Bronze's ability to smell fear? <laughs> I thought that that was funny. But I mm-hmm. thought they had a huge missed opportunity with those Kevin Owens skits. Yeah. yeah. I think... What were your thoughts on it? I thought they should have had way more, like... Backstage segments with uh, Owens uh, just annoying the shit out of Angle. Mm. Yeah, that that could have been a really good one. You know, like Kurt Angle's trying to get some business done in his office, and Owens is just like fucking off, and you're know, being yeah. loud and obnoxious. And Kurt's like, "Dude, like I'm I'm on the phone, like trying to do some business." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, like, sorry, like and I, I didn't know. Sorry." Mix it in with like the current events, like having blasting Shania Twain, like <laughs> yes. right, like. That would have been so fucking funny. Like, yeah, Kurt's on the phone, and Owens is just blasting Shania Twain. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be fucking hilarious. Remember, who was it a couple weeks ago that he said didn't deserve Shania Twain? Was that Strowman, or was that Angle? Who was that? I think it was Strowman. I'm not sure, though. Oh my gosh, that'd be hilarious. Yes, he's like just blaring some Shania Twain, like singing along, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and bragging about, I met her, I met her, like... Oh my gosh, what if instead of like blaring it off of like some other CD, he's like singing along to like a video that he recorded on his phone yeah. for the concert. <laughs> so it's like, it's even like shitty quality and you can, <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, I, I don't know like a good Shania Twain song offhand to like sing as an invitation, but you, know, you could just sing along. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm trying to, it's going to bug me that I can't think of a Shania Twain song, so... <laughs> That's right. There are more important matters. Like, like what? what? Like, like what? What in the fuck is the point of this fucking feud? They just didn't have anything to do for Braun Strowman, so they're like, we'll just have him beat up Kevin Owens for a couple weeks. Man, I feel like a woman. That is a Shania Twain song. I feel like a woman. Well, you know what? Owens has been, like, battered around and beaten like a fucking abused wife in this feud. Yeah, I, I think he actually gets the win on Sunday, but we'll go over that later. I mean, there are enough stipulations as far as just escape and stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, but what were you saying before that? <laughs> uh, nothing of import. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go on to the next thing. Let's see, was there anything else from Raw you wanted to talk about? No, Raw was pretty meh to me this week. Like, it wasn't bad, it just wasn't like, oh my god, this is the greatest show ever. <laughs> Well, it did it, it, it do the job of a go home show. Did it get you more excited to see Extreme Rules? I did. Extreme Rules. I just overall, even on both shows, I feel like it's just been a blah build up. Yeah, it's definitely a filler pay per view for sure. Like it's so filler that it actually has no point. So the point of it is that we're like, oh, we're just gonna make all the matches really crazy and wacky with weird stipulations. But then they didn't even do that. Yeah, like they did with like, a few. Like I think that like Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins, like for the Iron Man match, I'm excited to see that. Yes, uh, Braun and uh, Kevin with the cage. Uh, maybe like that one's it makes a maybe. sense though, right? 
it makes sense for this fucking weird, stupid feud that they put together. Yes. Like, seeing that's like, that's, oh, they no, wanted to go for a cage match. Like, not, okay, I get it. We're not arguing over the feud, right? We're arguing over if yeah, the stipulation true. makes sense. Yes. For the for the very bad feud that they have going, this yes. stipulation does make sense. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's A lot of these other ones have been pretty lackluster, and this... Yeah, this episode of Raw was not the greatest either as far as selling yeah. it. I, I also I had this thought with like a pay-per-view like Extreme Rules. Um I think they just have too many of these like gimmick pay-per-views, right? With like Hell in a Cell and TLC and stuff like that mm-hmm. that it takes away from when you want to have a pay-per-view called Extreme Rules like mm-hmm. what other what other matches can you have? Right. Well, did you hear that uh, apparently TLC is getting scrapped? Okay, is that why? Because they threw a tables match onto this pay per view, so I, that might be part of the reason. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I good. mean, I'm, I'm sorry, not they, like, like they could easily have a tables match at this one, but then you're just running into the problem of all the pay per views seeming the same. So right, but no, like you're 100 percent right. Like having those specific gimmicked pay per views like that really is not great. Yeah, especially no. because like it's so it it. It, it like makes you not able to do gimmick matches when you feel like you need to for other storylines because like oh we gotta wait because like we gotta save the ladder match for TLC, but then even though we also have ladder match for Money in the Bank, uh, yeah. we can't do the tables match. We gotta save it for TLC or the chairs match. But then also then when you have other storylines and then you get to a pay per view like TLC or Hell in a Cell, then all of a sudden you just like have to make one of those matches happen. Yeah, like, oh, these people have only been arguing since Monday, so let's put them in a tables match. Like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> Right, and, like, a couple times over these last couple of years, like, haven't feuds, like, the first time that people have fought been, like, at Hell in a Cell and, like, in Hell in a yes. Cell? So yeah. So it's like, well, what the, the, how the fuck does this make sense? Like, this is a complete feud ender, not finisher. Yeah. Like, like, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker finished in Hell in a Cell, not started there. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to remember if they had a whole lot of matches leading up to this, but then also, like, you know, another more modern example is, like, Ryback and CM Punk. Like, why the fuck was that in Hell in a Cell? That was, like, their first match, wasn't it? I think it was. It was maybe the second. Maybe. But even then, second is ridiculous for Hell in a Cell. Even then, look, like, their feud did not deserve a Hell in a Cell stipulation. Period. God. Like, <laughs> Ryback did not deserve anything in his career. Even, even if those guys had a hundred matches that I'm not remembering, clearly those guys and their feud, it like it should not have been a hell in a cell. Yeah. So yeah, stuff like that is stupid. And with hey, with TLC gone, maybe they'll just get rid of hell in a cell, and there you go. Or you know what? Just don't have hell in a cell be like at a weird set advanced spot like in the schedule. If you want to like spontaneously turn a pay per view into hell in a cell or something, because it's going to be main evented by a hell in a cell. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'd be kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know what? The other thing I can I think it kind of speaks to is that, like, WWE is just not super creative when it comes to match types, unfortunately. And I think when you see, like, Lucha Underground, for example, as, like, a an opposite, like, they keep coming up with, like, really cool different match types and things like that. It just kind of, like, highlights the problem. Because, like, with WWE then having to rely on these, like, specific gimmick matches... And then having to like build a pay per view around a gimmick match, it's like, well, can't you just come up with a new match? Yeah, that fits the feud that you're doing. Like, what's the newest gimmick that they've kind of, they came up with was 
Elimination Chamber? Yeah, or, I think... Or you, or was, that or who, Money in the Bank? I'm trying to remember who was... Oh, Money in the Bank. Yeah. But yeah, like, in either case, that's been at least a decade. It's, it's either Money in the Bank, Elimination Chamber, or Punjabi Prison. <laughs> well, that, that doesn't even count. Yeah. Because that's a bad idea. That's a garbage fucking match. Jesus Christ. Hey, we saw that within the past year or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... I mean, that is true. They did make us watch a Punjabi prison match between Jinder Mahal and Randy fucking Orton, where Great colleague came back for one night. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what who you wanted to see for one night? You know what? I mean, I remembered it. I guess that's something, right? <laughs> I don't know if I remember every single main event from the pay-per-views from last year, but I sure as shit remember that. Yep. I mean, I don't really consider that a good thing. <laughs> no. But, uh, you know, because I remember for all the bad reasons. But, you know, something that I'm remembering for all the good reasons that I'm so glad is back on TV is Team Hell No. Oh, my God. So good. Man, Team Hell No and New Day were so great together this week on SmackDown. And even, too, like, the Miz TV segment. Like, just, hell no. Like, they've got such great chemistry. Kane recited in sync lyrics, and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and then they then they ended up doing a It Still Applies chant. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. Like, I, I love this run for Kane. Mm-hmm. Like... Like, Daniel Bryan is always going to be good, right? But this is a fun run for Kane. Yeah. Well, you know what? It, like, we were kind of saying it before. Like, Kane, like, even though he has, like, this weird demon character and stuff like that, he's far more effective as, like, a comedy character than he is as, like, a serious contender. Yeah, be- because they they already broke him of the seriousness, right? Like, mm-hmm. he was a great serious character back when they brought him in. And then up until, like, mm-hmm. when they started giving him, like, the voice box thing and stuff like that, that's mm-hmm. when it started kind of breaking down. Yeah. But then, weirdly enough, like, he's he's way better as a comedy character while he's still playing, like, you know, kind of serious Kane. Even though, like, obviously they throw in comedy lines for him and stuff like that. Like, he's the serious, weird kind of, like, foil for the more goofy Daniel Bryan and New Day and stuff like that. Yeah. He's... Instead of having like that straight man, he's like mm-hmm. the semi straight man. Like, yeah, it's yeah, you're right because like it's not it's not a perfect straight man thing. And and Daniel Bryan and what's nice about them is they kind of switch back and forth on the straight man thing. Yeah, exactly. They're the straight man for each other, and then they're also the goofball for each other. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Like, it actually is a surprisingly amazingly good tag team with these mm-hmm. two. Like, <sighs> that you wouldn't think, right? Like, yeah, I mean, all those years ago when they just kind of threw them together, like, I don't know if we were fantasy booking things at the time, I don't think I would have put them together. So, no. but I guess that's kind of like one of those things where you just kind of have to like experiment from time to time and throw people together and you see like who just has amazing chemistry. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to wing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> got to wing it. I'm trying to think like, is there... Was there anything really else big from SmackDown this week either? Because there was like the Lumberjack match. The only other thing I really loved was uh, the end with Team Hell No, where Mm. Daniel Bryan Mm. tried doing Kane's 
uh, summoning the fire. Mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious. Did you see that? Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I, look, even something simple like that, so three times he tries it, on the third time it works, and, like, Kane even jumps, because he's surprised. Yeah. So, yeah, he's inherited just a little bit of the firepower. I like it. So what do you think? Should we get into some... Uh, pre- oh, yeah. Other than... Before we get into Extreme Worlds predictions, did you get uh, to see uh, Cedric's match with Hideo Itami? Yes, that was an amazing match. <laughs> 205 Live's Very been, nice. like, good. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, you know what? When they just really focus on giving, like, a good wrestling product, that's... You know what? The only criticism I would say at this point that they really need to kind of do, which is, like, how big that roster's getting... I feel like they do need, like, some cruiserweight tag titles or something like that. Just to add to it. Yeah, like, just to give something else for some people to go for. Because, like, otherwise, every single one of these guys is going for one title. And, like, that's also good. But at the same time, then there's just going to be so many guys that it's like, I don't know, man. Like, what are you doing here? (laughs) Yeah. And especially because they've gone away from the everyone has a storyline thing, right? So, Mm hmm Right, exactly. And then, like, because that's also, like, this is the type of show that's not all about, like, people having, like, these storylines that aren't connected to the belt. Like, this is very, like, a wrestling-focused show. Yeah. So, like, if there's not another belt, then a lot of these guys do kind of just feel aimless. Like, they're all just mm-hmm. kind of fighting each other. But then, yeah, if you've got some tag titles, then that'd be good. And especially if they've got a couple of tag titles or tag teams already kind of floating around there. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's just been yeah. Like I used to be like oh, two hundred five live. Do I have to watch this? Like <laughs> we have to talk about this. Now I've been like, all right, th- that's a good hour. Like, yeah, I feel like it goes by pretty quickly for the most part. Yeah, you know, it's usually always like two or three matches. Get yeah. a couple little backstage segments, and then if you you have if you have a caliber like Cedric and uh, uh, Hideo, Hideo match, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that was a really solid match too. Like, I was, you know what? I'm kind of like, I'm really glad that Alexander kept it too. Like, I think it wouldn't have quite made sense to give it to Hideo, but like, man, I do kind of really want Hideo and Tommy to get like the cruiserweight title at some point. I think he might get it soon and go on a little run. I could see that because like he's he is damn good. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm glad really he's like, finally like gotten a uh, gotten a place right and kind of kept it. Yeah, he's starting to find a little bit more of his role here. Yeah. You know, he's, he's growing more into that heel getting, character. Mm-hmm. Getting in a rhythm. Because I feel like his previous runs, even down in NXT and stuff like that, have kind of been like start and stop with his injuries and stuff like that. So. Right, yeah. The poor bastard can never like stay uninjured. So. And knock on wood. Yeah. He's been good recently. Yeah, this is, this is probably one of the longest uh, tenures here where he hasn't been injured. So hopefully yeah. he can keep it up. But speaking of keeping it up, I'm going to keep up this championship reign through Extreme Rules, baby. Are you ready for some predictions? Uh, Let's do this, because I want that belt. Because, you know, starting this podcast and running it is my thing, so... Oof. All right. We'll see about that. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. Do you have an official card pulled up? Uh, Yeah, because I'm the professional one out of this (sighs) pair, so... Wow. Wow. All right. (laughs) I see how it is. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, wait. You're coming hard for what? this title, aren't you? What was that? You said, I said you're coming hard for this title, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you could easily point out that we've had to reschedule a lot of the times that we record this podcast because of me. It's one of the big things you can come back with. <laughs> well, true. <laughs> All right. So, yes, I have the card put up. All right. Uh, we've got one pre-show match. Only one on the pre-show. Yeah, surprising. Uh, it's a good one, though. We've got the New Day uh, versus Sanity in a tables match. Hmm. Well, poor New Day. you got to put over some new guys. That's fine, though. They could lose a table match. Because, like, look, losing a tables match just means you go through a table. Yeah. Whatever. Sanity's it, taking this, I think. And with tag teams, it's usually all the members have to go through. So, like, they'll do some back and forth. Oh, is that how they're... Do you think they're going to run it like that where everybody has to go through? Or do you think it's just going to be, like, one they've person done, has to go through? They've done both ways. And I think it's a little... If, especially if it's the only pre-show match, you could extend it out a little bit by having it as an elim- elimination one. Mm-hmm. Man, you know what? Just thinking about this card overall, too, a little bit. Like, if they go a little bit too hard for this match, they might completely fuck themselves for the whole rest of the night. Because, like, there's so few other stipulation matches... That if you have this like crazy six band ta- like tag team ladder or not ladder match table match, yeah, crowd might just be like, all right, well that was the that was the fucking best. Well, outside of Dolph and Seth, mm-hmm. which man, if that doesn't go on last, like whew. Roman and Bobby are gonna get booed out of this building, I think. Well, we also have a WWE Championship match on here, so that could always headline. That's true. You know what? That'd be smart. Please. Be smart enough to at least let one of those two headline. Like, yeah. the Intercontinental or the WWE title. Don't put Roman Reigns in the main event over both of those goddamn titles. Um, One of our stipulation matches, though, is a steel cage match between Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens. I've already stated it on this podcast. I think Kevin Owens wins. And you pointed out what I was thinking, which is you can kind of have the chicken shit heel way of getting out of this, which is escaping the cage. True, you can, but Braun is, I'm starting to think, I don't know, it's like I keep going back and forth on this, but like, I am really starting to think that WWE, because they gave him money in the bank, they're smart enough, they know that Braun is going to be the next guy. And I think for some reason, they decided that like, all right, we need to give him like, a just a guy that he can beat in the month in between now and SummerSlam, and they gave him Kevin Owens like I don't really know why they decided to do this feud because like this doesn't make Braun Strowman look any better but I feel like this is just the weird little placeholder feud for him so I think I think Braun takes it yeah like I think that I think that uh Owens is going to tease a couple of really good potential like almost getting out but I don't know I feel like Braun he's going straight for the title so I think he needs to keep winning I think it's just been so lopsided in Braun's favor that that's why I'm leaning towards Owens. Mm-hmm. I mean, traditional WWE booking from a certain standpoint would definitely make that make sense, right? Mm-hmm. But then, like, I'm just trying to think, like, because, like, all right, then if Kevin Owens wins, then this feud extends, right? And then what the fuck do you keep doing? Yeah. So that's why I that's why I'm kind of like really leaning towards Braun because I feel like. This is the end. Like, this is just something for him to do for a couple weeks for some reason. 
Because, like, I don't know why, like... Because this, reasons. Shouldn't he just, like, why wasn't this just a fucking triple threat match with him, Roman, and Lashley? Like... Because they seem, like, afraid to put, I guess, Strowman against Roman because the crowd likes Strowman more. That's the only reason I can come up with. That's Actually, that's a good point. That's probably why. <laughs> that is probably why they did it. Uh, just to go back to make sure, you picked Sanity for Sanity versus New Day, right? Yes. Okay. All right, what do we got next? Uh, we have Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. One of our, let's see, one, two, three, four... Four singles matches in an eleven match card that don't have any stipulations. Hmm. Well, all right. Um, I think it's Finn Balor, right? Yeah. Baron Corbin doesn't need to win. He is yeah. now in a authority role, and he's been he's been picking up a couple wins lately. I feel like. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got and, a couple losses as well, but. And Balor's a little more on a roll that I think Balor going over doesn't harm Corbin, and it is good for Balor. Yeah, I feel like Balor needs to win a little bit more, like something just kind of launch him so that they can try and do something with this guy. Like, fuck. Hmm. When is the demon going to come back? We haven't seen yeah, the, haven't demon seen the demon in forever. Like, does he have to announce it ahead of time, or can he just randomly appear at Extreme Rules? You know what? That would almost be like a waste, right? Because like Baron Corbin being like weird little corporate wiener guy, be like, all right, you need to yeah. break out the yeah. game for this. Pfft, fuck that. Yeah. Come on. Save true. this for a bigger occasion. Save this for like, I don't know if he's gonna go back after like Seth Rollins if Seth Rollins gets the IC title back. Yeah. But then like, all right, here we go. That's when you bring out the demon. Or if you're gonna go against Brock Lesnar, the big old stinky turd monkey that he is. Well, you just need to wait till Daniel Cormier beats the shit out of him, and then you go after the debut. <laughs> hey, you know what? What if Braun Strowman showed up to MMA, to UFC, and cashed in Money in the Bank? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know how excited Daniel Cormier would get? That guy's a huge wrestling fan. He would he would walk out of the cage and like open the door for Braun. Like, oh my god, that'd be a f- can you imagine? That'd be fucking. That'd be completely. <laughs> groundbreaking historically amazing <laughs> like because Braun Strowman couldn't hide in the crowd either because he's a giant motherfucker so you'd have to like wait backstage and then like right after like Brock Lesnar baby loses I guess or even just wins and gets his ass kicked oh he, he's gonna lose D- and then Daniel Cormier <laughs> Daniel Cormier was the light heavyweight championship light heavyweight champion mm-hmm. Kept the championship, moved up in weight class to heavyweight, and beat their champion. Like the dude's a beast. Wow, holy shit! Yeah, but yeah, like all of a sudden after the match, did you just hear like, bro? <laughs> and he just runs down the fucking stairs, carrying the briefcase, cashes it on Lesnar. You have like Heyman show up carrying the belt. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. That'd be a fucking cheat. Like, if they could actually convince Dana White to do it, which I'm sure they never fucking would. But if somehow they could, that'd be a genius move. Yeah, it would. Oh, my gosh. That'd be so fucking hilarious. Or, like, or even if, like, I don't know, if they can't do it on UFC TV, then, like, could WWE set up to do something, like, in, like, their parking lot after the match or something? Like, after the event, have Braun <laughs> yeah. Strowman, like, ambush him outside? 
It's like, I'm not finished with you yet. You're going to get these hands. He's hiding in one of the ambulances that's parked outside. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be so good. Hmm. Uh, so on to the next match. I mean, we already know that he can hide really well, as evidenced by when he stole Kevin Owens' car. Okay. And it was just, like, standing ten feet away. If he's in your peripheral vision, you can't see him, so... Yep. He's like... Yeah, if he isn't moving, you can't see him. <laughs> he's, everyone else is a T-Rex? Yeah, everyone else is a T-Rex. <laughs> when they're looking for Braun Strowman. Let's see. What do we? What else do we have on this card? Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, another singles match, and I don't count this as a stipulation, but it's for the United States Championship. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a stipulation, but not a not an extreme one. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna go with the, uh, the U.S. is so extreme. <laughs> the U.S. is so extreme. Oh, you're you're on Nakamura on this one. I'm going Nakamura. Um, I you feel like there's, there's been some rumors of like Jeff being kind of hurt, so I think yes, they might give him a little time off to heal. I was just going to say that. And it, it could be the, a nice little push for Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. like Something to really reward this changing character that's gone so well. Like If they weren't going to give him the WWE title, then at least he could be the US champion. Yeah. And then you can see how it goes, right? And then if you might feel more comfortable putting the other title on him. Yeah, I mean, like, the U.S. title is the U.S. title. Like, if it doesn't go yeah. fucking well, put it on somebody else. Yeah. Like, like a on deal. a SmackDown or something, like how they always do it. Like, Yeah, well, you know what? I was actually trying to think, like, what would be a really cool SummerSlam match? I would really like to see. Like, so if Jeff Hardy's going to say, for example, maybe he takes a little time off after this. Um, and then if you've got Nakamura as the champion, Rusev's not winning the WWE title. But maybe he could go after the U.S. title. Maybe you could have, like, Nakamura versus Rusev. Oh, that would be a fun match. I'd like to see that. Because I feel like Nakamura going into kind of, like, this character of him doing the head games makes a lot more sense if he's fighting somebody who's bigger and stronger than him. Like, because I feel like that was one of the biggest issues with me when he was doing it against AJ is, like, AJ is smaller than him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it never really bought into the fact that, like, like how can Shinsuke not beat AJ? Like, I feel like he should be able to beat AJ. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I guess somebody more like Rusev. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Especially because, yeah. like, they need to fucking make Rusev a face again. Why the fuck do they keep just making him a heel spontaneously? He's so over with the crowd. Like, <sighs> It's so goddamn stupid. Like, I get that it's like, all right, look, AJ Styles is a baby face, but, like, have you guys heard of doing babyface versus babyface? It's possible. Like it's it's very possible. Uh, all right. Anyway, what else? What else do we got? Oh, we have your favorite match coming up next: mm. Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. Another singles match. That's so extreme. So extreme. You know what? It's extremely boring and extremely likely that this match is just going to get booed the fuck out of the building. Where is this taking place, this pay-per-view? Pittsburgh? Uh, let's look. I believe it's yep. Pittsburgh. So that's PP, not... PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So that's not too bad. I mean, Pittsburgh isn't a it's, super smarky crowd. It's a it's a next-step-down smarky crowd. Yeah. 
You know what? I bet that crowd, like, if they put on AJ Styles, Rusev last, I think that's the match to put on last for this crowd. Yeah. To be honest. They uh, would be happy with that. Yeah. And think, it would make sense. It's a championship match. Yeah, it's it's the championship match. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that'd be like that'd be the kind of crowd that would really dig Rusev. Mm-hmm. And AJ. And AJ too. I mean, AJ like, is just so fucking good though that's like, look, if you don't like AJ Styles, you're wrong. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, it's just look, if if you if you watch pro wrestling and you don't like AJ Styles, you are wrong. <laughs> he is he is like objectively There's... a damn good pro wrestler. You cannot use the argument of like well, it's everyone's opinions. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, there's a lot of people. I I think there's a lot of people that are like that at this point. Like, also, like, I'd put Kenny Omega in that group. It's like, look. I was going to say Kenny Omega. And, you know, and uh, otherwise I would say, like, a uh, Shawn Michaels or Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yes, you may hate that they're a heel and, like, you may cheer them when they're a baby face. But objectively, they were fucking great in the ring. Just like how mm-hmm. AJ is now and Kenny Omega is now. Yep. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, for this match, which is not going to be that great in the ring, I don't think. Um, I'm picking Reigns. I think Reigns is going to win. I'm going to pick Bobby, just to spice Ooh, it up. You're picking Lashley. Yeah. So you, you're picking it purely to spice things up, or do you think he actually has a chance? I think he actually has a chance. I think... I don't know. With the way they've been pushing Bobby, I feel like they probably know that he's the better option for a SummerSlam match with Brock mm-hmm. rather than Roman. You, you know what? The other thing I was trying to think is like, what if, because I, I remember I was trying to pitch to you, I thought it'd be smart to be doing like a three-way at SummerSlam. Like if Reigns mm-hmm. wins here, then you have Braun cash in in advance. So then you have Lesnar versus Reigns versus Strowman. But like, what if instead Lashley wins here? Then you have Reigns still kind of harping on his, like, well, I beat him at Greatest Royal Rumble, so I should be fighting. So then you have, like, a four-way. Like, Reigns gets in just because he's a bitch. Yeah. Uh, Lesnar's still the champion. Braun cashes in, and then Lashley's like, well, I beat Roman Reigns at Extreme Rules, so I guess I'm the I, number one contender. That's how you make the match the most interesting. Yeah, you give it a four-way. Because I'm trying to, th- yeah. like, I don't even know who the fuck else you'd put, like, Lashley in a match with at SummerSlam. I, mean, I, and, I like, don't know unless, either. Unless you were going to do, like, maybe, because, like, if, like, I don't know, like, if Seth gets the IC title back, like, maybe just lash the go after Seth, like, challenge the Intercontinental maybe. Champion? I don't know. That's hard. So, uh, yeah. I guess, I guess, it, this is actually a hard toss-up, right? Because, like, Reigns, honestly, Reigns losing here doesn't hurt him. But I think, actually, Lashley, Lashley should win this match. Because Lashley would actually, I think, be hurt a lot more by a loss here. Yes. Not that it would be the worst loss. No, he could still recover, but it would mm-hmm. still be better for him to win. Yeah, because up and st- still up until this point, it's kind of felt like a like. All right, why did they bring this guy back? You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's just kind of like all right, they brought him back, but like what are they doing with him? Because he was mired in that feud with Sami Zayn, um, and then now they're just kind of throwing him against Roman, and it it feels very unclear where the hell they're trying to go with this. Yeah. So, all right, you're sticking with Lashley? Yep. Because, yeah, it's like, I, I would love to go with Lashley, but it's like, this is WWE. They're not smart enough to put this great tri- triple threat or uh, fatal four-way. They're just going to do Reigns and Lesnar again for some stupid reason, I bet. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, then next up, we have Ziggler 
uh, against Rollins' 30-minute Ironman match for the Intercontinental title. I am so looking forward to this match. Who you got? I th- it's Rollins, baby. I think so, too. I think Rollins it takes it back. I think this is like a really sexy little feud, actually. Like, it kind of came out of nowhere. And I think it could... Do you think it keeps going after this, or...? I, you know what? Here's my here's my thought on it, and it's this is a little bit combined with how I'm trying to put together the better booking for next Monday. I have Rollins winning the Intercontinental title, but then I think he's going to get immediately challenged by Drew because Drew just pinned him this last week, mm, okay. and I think it's going to be kind of like, oh, well, you lost the title, so now I'm going to try and get it back because like Ziggler's still going to be like too fucked up from the night before, you know, like oh, well, yeah, I'm not ready for the rematch, and then I think. I think that might be balls enough. Like, give Drew McIntyre the IC title. And then I get that could create tension with, like, him and Ziggler. And then also it could continue, like, him and Rollins. Like, it'd be kind of like that. Th- those three guys are all sort of in there with the mix of the title. Because then you'd have the really odd situation of, like, well, McIntyre's the champion. And, like, Ziggler's the former champion. But, like, he still hasn't gotten his rematch yet. So then there's that kind of uneasy tension of like, well, is he going to challenge Drew? You know, and you can start to see the cracks in that friendship. Because like, it's one of those, like, we all know that that friendship is doomed from the start. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it'd be one of those things where like, if we, like, let's not draw it out for too long. Yeah. Let's get on with it. Agreed. And, and I think this, this could be like a good situation to see that happened is it's like, Oh, well, you know, you couldn't cut it against Rollins and then I beat him. So now I'm the better one. So fuck you. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my thought on it. Uh, so then up next, we got the bludgeon brothers versus team. Hell no tag team match for the SmackDown tag team titles. Hell yes. Hell no is taking this. I think so, too. I think Daniel Bryan has to get past the Bludgeon Brothers to lead up to the Miz match, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there's that, and then also just, I feel like this is very, like, typical WWE. Like, I think that when there's, like, the big, hot, kind of, like, nostalgia act, especially if they're, like, a tag team, like, a title that they could just kind of, like, flip-flop back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, they love to just hot-shot this stuff over. Yeah. And, you know what, I mean, to be honest, also, like, outside of... Like, not that the Bludgeon Brothers have been doing bad, but I feel like they just haven't really, like, had a lot of ideas for these guys for the title reign. So I think that they're kind of, like, ready to give these guys a break and try something new. Yeah. Because, yeah, I feel like for the most part of their reign, like, they were mostly just, like, the background third wheel in kind of, like, the extension of uh, Usos versus New Day. Because it was like Usos and New Day were basically like feuding to become number one contenders against uh, Bludgeon Brothers. And the Bludgeon Brothers were just the champions in the background. Mm-hmm. Which like kind of worked for the character. I'm not saying that it was necessarily that bad, but I feel like they also could have done more with it. Like I think either they had to talk more or maybe like they had to have a manager. Like some, They needed to give these guys a little bit more. In my opinion. Yeah. Just take them to the next level, so to speak. Yeah. Because they kind of dropped down from their debut, so. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, I think Hell No's taking it here, for sure. And I'm excited for that. This will be a fun, like, 5-10 minute match. 
Well, yeah, probably won't be five. It'll probably be at least ten. <laughs> I'll be excited to see it. I love Team Hell now. They're a fun, fun team. That they are. Uh, the next match should also be fun because it's the women SmackDown Women's Championship match. Mm. Asuka versus Carmelo with James Ellsworth suspended in a shark cage above the ring. Did hmm. they do this before with him? No, they did it with Enzo. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. I, mm. This is a little bit hard to call, I think. Because I feel like this should just very easily be an Asuka win, but like they seem to fucking not care about her so much anymore. Hmm. I, I think Ellsworth does something, too. Because the other thing I was I was trying to think is, like, maybe Ellsworth... Because I think he's definitely obviously going to try and interfere. But maybe his interference could backfire, is what I'm thinking. Because mm. then, like, maybe Carmelo would get upset with him, maybe threaten to get rid of him again, like, kind of cycle back into that idea. Hmm. Because, like, what did they use? It was, like, a cologne or a spray or something like that that they used on SmackDown this week? Yeah, some kind of spray. Yeah, like, maybe somehow they could fuck that up and, like, maybe Carmella gets sprayed instead. I don't know. I could see something like that kind of turning around. So, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm going to say Asuka. Because we're coming up to SummerSlam next as, like, the next pay-per-view. Yeah. So, I feel like they would want Asuka as the champion... And I don't think that they even necessarily want her defended against Carmella at SummerSlam. I think they probably are going to want to put like either Charlotte or Becky, somebody else, in that slot against Asuka. So I, th- I think uh, Asuka takes it here. I think Carmella wins. Ooh. Taking Mella as money. So you think uh, the interference is going to do it? Yep. So what do you think? Do you think it's going to be like a hidden weapon? Do you think it's going to be more of a spray? Do you think it's going to be a... Um, I don't know. What else do you think they could do? I think they would do something different. Uh, Carmella and Ellsworth have been pretty innovative with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you know what would actually be another fun thing? Because I was thinking, like, if because if Oscar wins, then you could have, like, the fun moment of, like, James Ellsworth then being lowered down, and there's, like, nowhere that he can run and nothing he can do, because, like... Asuka's gonna get you, and like Carmelo's gotten her ass kicked, so she's just laying there. She can't help you. That would be funny. Hmm. Yeah. All right. If they're smart enough, I'm taking Asuka. All right. What All right. Then next? we <laughs> then we have a pretty boring match, in my opinion. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus the B team. Yeah. Oof. This, this build up has been god awful. Uh, I think Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt keep it though. I just can't see them putting the titles on uh, the B team. Yeah, me too. And like, it would just it would be fucking stupid to put on these guys. Like, honestly, like if these guys also then won the champion, like at how long, how many how many matches do these guys win until their gimmick doesn't work anymore? Like their this fucking one? gimmick is that they're the B team and that they're fucking losers. Yeah, like if they win this match, it I think it kills their own gimmick. Yeah. And just also from, like, a booking standpoint, it's like, Jesus Christ, these guys have just decimated Matt Hardy. Like, just every time. Yeah. They just kill this guy. So I was actually, like, one thing, maybe they could try and work that really shitty booking into the match here and make it work. 
in that maybe like Bray Wyatt's going to come in and then just clean house. Like he's just going to show Matt Hardy how it's done. Gotcha. Like come to the rescue, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then you have maybe the, at some point, like maybe you can have some promo and like play into this and be like, all right, like what the hell's been going on with you? Like is something wrong? Like you've been sucking ass in matches lately. And then maybe it could be like a lead into whoever their next opponent is. If they, I don't know, maybe like if they want to do like a weird holdover feud with the Ascension on TV, it's like, oh, well, the Ascension have cursed me in my mortal body. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Who, who fucking knows? Although, honestly, I feel like the Revival's being positioned as the next challengers for the tag titles, which, which I would hope would be good. I'd like to see that. What do you think? Mm, not sure, but I just know the B team is losing. <laughs> yeah, B team should lose. We'll say that. Uh, let's see what else we got. We got. Uh, uh, then we have. Title? Yeah, the women's title, Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax Extreme Rules match. Yeah, I feel like Bliss is definitely retaining here through the shenanigans of Ronda being Ex- in the crowd. Yeah, right. and it. She has Mickey James that she can come out and interfere and stuff like that, so... Yeah. Yeah. Alexa Bliss is keeping the title, for sure. Yeah. And then finally, AJ Styles versus Rusev, singles match for the WWE Championship. Yeah. AJ retains. Styles. There's no way in hell that Rusev... But you know what? I mean, Jinder Mahal won the fucking WWE title last year. Yeah... I still think Styles is retaining. Yeah, I still think so too. Because like with Styles, then you've like, I I guess they're definitely not going to Daniel Bryan because he's going to be in the tag team scene or involved with Miz. So mm-hmm. I think you'd probably have Samoa Joe probably be the next opponent for AJ Styles probably probably for SummerSlam. I would not be opposed to that at all. I'd love to see some AJ. It'd be like. It's like you're in a weird time warp. It's like 10 years ago in TNA. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Yeah, so somebody from TNA should just be like, what the fuck, WWE's just stealing our ideas. Yeah, we did this 10 years ago and WWE comes back. We're doing it better. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, alright. All right. Let, me, let me tell this up. This goes down to... Like three uh, matches or four? Yeah, three matches. Because I picked Braun, you picked Owens. I picked Reigns, you picked Lashley, you picked Carmella, and I picked Asuka. Damn. All right. The belt is on the line. And I'll be winning it. All right. That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Such a heel. Such a heel. Trying to sneak it in there at the last second. Hashtag heel. Bitch, I'm the one who edits this shit. You can't sneak in nothing. I could just cut your shit out. Or I could just put a big old fart on the end of this whole thing for 10 minutes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be torturous? That would be. I should do that some week to you motherfuckers. Just put in like a giant long fart noise for like 10-15 minutes at the end. Or like in the middle. So then you're not sure how long you're supposed to skip. Like is the whole fucking rest of the episode like this? Or does it stop? I don't know. Let's find out how many times I hit loop. All right. And who's the heel now? Oh, I. We're both the heels. We're a tag team. We're the super smart brothers, bitch. (laughs) 
All right, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, check out our post-Extreme Rules coverage next week, and we should have a full week next week of uh, NXT and all included. So, Yeah, we cut a little bit earlier this week, so yeah, we'll, we'll catch up on NXT and Lucha Underground and all that good stuff. Yeah. All right, see you guys. Peace.